You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 204, Children and Choices. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. How's it going? Welcome to the podcast and happy July. We are halfway through 2022. And I want you to just reflect on that for a moment. What have you been able to accomplish so far in 2022? And are you where you want to be in terms of your parenting, your personal growth and development, your mental and emotional well-being? Why or why not? If the answer is no, you're not where you want to be, I want to invite you to a Zoom call with me to talk about it. I had such a powerful conversation with someone last week on one of those calls, and we talked about what's going on in her life, where she's struggling, what she wants for her future. And I mean, just being able to have that conversation can be transformational. Just taking time out of your life to talk it out with someone and hear an objective perspective. I can't tell you how many times people say, I never thought about it that way, or just hearing myself say this out loud is so helpful. The call is totally free and there are a limited number of them per week. So go and request yours today at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. Next, I want to announce the winners of last month's giveaway. Thank you to those of you who left reviews of the podcast in June. I hope that you'll continue to leave reviews of the show even when there's no giveaway. They really help the show get seen by more and more people, which helps spread the message of less drama, more mama into the world and make it a better place. So one of the winners is Ms. Horn, whose review I read last week, and the other is titled Just What I Need. It says, this podcast is a breath of fresh air. Every week I listen, there is a simple takeaway that I can apply to my life. The advice and strategies that you give are invaluable. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with me, Joanne. Thank you, Joanne, and congratulations. Please DM me on Instagram or email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com and let me know which book you'd like me to send you along with your mailing address. Fun. I love doing giveaways. All right. So today's episode was inspired by several factors that all seem to converge at once. Independence Day here in the US, the Roe v. Wade decision last week, and a session with one of my newest clients. The themes that were common in all three of them were freedom, independence, and choice. And I was thinking about how amazing it is that as human beings, we're all born with the natural ability to make choices. And it's our ability to make choices that gives us our personal power. Episode 57 was about your child's core emotional need for control. And in that episode, I talked about the importance of giving kids choices so that they can feel a sense of power over their own lives. The reason we get into power struggles with our kids is because we all share this core need. We think we know what's best and that our way is the right way. We want to satisfy our need for control. They want to satisfy theirs. And so we end up battling it out. Plus, we've been socialized to believe that as parents, 
It's our job to control our kids and their choices so they turn out a certain way. When I stop and really think about it, though, I don't want my kids to make decisions just because I said so. I don't want them to become dependent on me for all the answers. I want them to explore the world, discover who they are, become critical thinkers who are self-sufficient. And along the way, I want to be there to provide limits, guidance, support, and unconditional love. One of the most valuable lessons I learned from Hal Runkle, author of Scream-Free Parenting, is that as parents, we are not responsible for our kids and their behavior. Rather, we're responsible to them for ours. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. We are not responsible for our kids and their behavior, but we are responsible to them for ours. Their behavior comes from their thoughts and feelings, which are their responsibilities. Imagine shifting your attention from taking responsibility for how your kids think, feel, and behave to being responsible to them for how you think, feel, and behave, regardless of what they do. Imagine instead of trying to get them to eat what you want them to eat, wear what you want them to wear, hang out with certain friends, choose a certain path after high school, you simply focused on who you want to be as their mom and how you want to respond when they make the choices they make. For me, that shift brings about a tremendous sense of freedom and calm because trying to control my kids and take responsibility for everything they do is exhausting and impossible. Letting my kids make choices, even ones I disagree with, ultimately allows them to learn and grow and find their way in the world. It definitely requires that I get comfortable being uncomfortable and that I manage my own thoughts and emotions, namely fear, powerlessness, and disappointment. About six months ago, Dahlia asked to bleach or lighten the hair that frames her face. It's all the rage now, you know. And I didn't think it was a great idea. I didn't think she would like it, but I asked myself, what's the worst that can happen? She might not like it. She'll have to let it grow out. Kids might make fun of her. Okay, we can handle that. So I booked an appointment for her at the salon and allowed her to do it. Immediately following the appointment, Dahlia regretted her decision. And do you know what she said? How could you let me do this? Putting the responsibility for her decision on me. Of course, I didn't take the bait. I just gave her space to be mad at me and feel regret. And when her best friend and others at school said they liked her hair, she decided that it was a great idea after all. Did I get any credit for it? Absolutely not. But when kids are given the freedom to make choices, they learn that their choices have consequences. And so I want to give my kids opportunities to make decisions now when the stakes are lower so they can learn what to do or not do in the future with the bigger, more significant decisions. I want to share a few tips and thoughts about offering choices. The first is that not every issue warrants a choice. As parents, you do get to have expectations, rules, and consequences. These are helpful, not harmful to kids whose brains aren't developed enough to be able to think through many decisions and foresee consequences. Clear expectations help kids feel safe. Just because sometimes they protest and don't like an expectation doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. You also don't want to set up a situation where they expect to have a say in every decision and feel entitled to one, so be deliberate about the choices you offer. 
Second, too many choices overwhelms the brain. Just recently, I had an experience where I was given three choices about how to pay for a coaching program. I could pay in full, in two payments, or in six payments. And my brain just kind of shut down with overwhelm, and I felt paralyzed to make any decision at all. So we want to be aware of this and offer, like Claire Lerner says in episode 160, two great choices for most decisions. This brings me to my third point, which is about what constitutes great choices. You want to make sure that whatever choices you offer are actually choices and not threats in disguise. For example, threats presented as choices sound like, you can either leave the store with me now or I'm leaving without you. Or you can either clean up your toys or I'll put them in the donation box. Leaving the store and cleaning up the toys aren't choices here, they're expectations. The choices within those limits might be, would you like to skip or hop to the car? Would you like to put the trucks or the Legos away first? And keep in mind that giving choices is just one piece of the puzzle as you're dealing with your child. You also want to utilize empathy and validation to let them know you understand their experience. I know you don't want to leave the store and that you're upset. We'll be back again, but now it's time to go home. Finally, I want to caution you about thinking of choices in all or nothing terms. For example, my client was struggling with giving her kids sugary foods and knowing when and how often to offer them. So one way to incorporate choice would be to buy a certain amount of sugary snacks for the week and then say, okay, this is what you have for the week. You can eat it all at once or you can make it last the entire week. It's your choice. But I'm not buying any more sugary snacks until next week. And so it's not, I either let them eat whatever they want or I don't. It's here are my limits. And within those limits, you get to choose. Make sense? As your kids practice making decisions and learning from their consequences, they'll become better decision makers and more responsible, at which time you'll be able to give them more freedom and more responsibility. It's a beautiful thing, even though it can be challenging for us to let go of control and trust that they'll be okay. Now, before I sign off, I want to tell you about two of the tools I used with kids when I was a school counselor. The first is called the Wheel of Choices. You can Google it, and there are several different versions of it for kids of different ages. Basically, the Wheel of Choices helps kids learn strategies for problem solving. I highly recommend using one to help kids with sibling or peer conflict. Teaching kids that they don't have control over what other people say or do but that they always have a choice about how to respond is one of the most important life lessons you can ever share because they learn how to take responsibility for their experiences rather than blaming external people and circumstances. So let's say two kids want to play with a particular toy and they start fighting over it. You can encourage them to look at the wheel of choices to see some different options they have for handling the situation. Don't assume that your child will understand what all of the choices mean. Take time to go over each of the choices on the wheel and even role play examples. The other tool is a book called What Should Danny Do? It was definitely a favorite of so many students. They would request that I bring it to class each week. It's basically a choose your own adventure book that has eight or nine different endings, and it beautifully illustrates how our choices impact our daily lives and our emotions. There are so many opportunities for rich conversations when reading this book, and now there's an entire series, including What Should Darla Do?, 
So I'll link to that in today's show notes. This is obviously a huge topic. I know there's so much more we could discuss about it, but I'm going to leave it here. And as always, I welcome your questions and thoughts over in the comments on the show notes at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash 204. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.